Hey, welcome to Safe Space Radio on Radio Free Brooklyn. It's World Goth Day today. I don't care. Doesn't matter. Nothing matters. Do we even exist? I don't care. My name is Ravenclaw. Actually, hey, everybody. Great to be here. I'm Francis Hall. I'm Lucas. I was actually excited for World Goth Day, but thank you for raining on my parade. <laughs> yeah, I don't care. <laughs> what an existence, man. It's it's whatever, you know. <laughs> Calvin is with us, and with Calvin is. Hey guys, Emily Cofield, friend of Calvin's, emotional support, and a fellow goth girl. Yay! See. Hey. I don't care. <laughs> Listen, I'm, I'm a really proud goth I have found color at this point in my life 33 years old, Jesus here Found some color, but <laughs> I'm not playing creep Listen, I still like that song Amanda Palmer does a good version On the, um, on the, on the ukulele <laughs> If it is May 22nd, 2021, just a little bit after 7 p.m. Eastern Standard Time, you are listening live. And the reason Lucas is with me uh, today in person here and sharing a mic is because we're celebrating his birthday a few days early. Hey, happy birthday. Yes. I'm about to be 34. I I made it. My mom named me after Christ. I was, my original name was Kristen. And then she tried to play out the Bible story all year long. Oh, God. And then then I believed you guys were a part of it. Because then I believe you guys were a part of it. So, because I couldn't get on the air on Easter. (laughs) (laughs) So then I started calling Francis a racist. Because I thought he didn't want me to be nice. It was a long. It was a long. It was a whole. It was Easter. It was when we had. It was when we had Richard Pryor Jr. on. Yeah, it was Easter. It was. It was Easter, and that was the whole thing. It was Easter. I was like, you guys are hanging me. You just don't want to be nice to your black friend. You just don't want me to call him God. What did I call you? I called you something big in the Bible too. I gave you a nice thing. You just weren't God. Richard got to be God, and I thought you didn't want him to be. So I called you a racist. (laughs) Well, there was that. Tonight's show is not brought to you by Walnut Acres Organic Baked Beans, because they're the shittiest fucking baked beans I've ever had. They're organic, like low-fat baked beans, and the whole point of baked beans is you need fat. And also, fats are good for you, guys. Fats are not bad. Don't believe me. The first (laughs) ingredient is water. Uh. Oh, really? Yeah, really. Okay. I get that free from the tap. Except for when I'm a- I should have known. I should have known as soon as I saw that this, this was low fat. Because baked beans got to have some fat to them. You got to have some friggin' pork in there. You got to have some right. pork things in there. Maybe put say. some bacon up in there. Those things should stand juice. up uh, by themselves. They shouldn't like have this fucking watery stuff that leaks out and gets your fucking hot dog all, bun everything. all soggy and everything else. Everything. Yep. So fuck you, Walnut Acres. <laughs> fucking... <laughs> Watery ass big beans. That's another thing to feel goth about. Hey, precisely. Listen, food is important, especially food that tastes good. That that just sounds like a fraud right there. I'm angry for you. 
shit, man. <laughs> All right, so you got to Kansas City. I know what baked beans are supposed to be. <laughs> this is fucking water beans. These are fucking water beans. What water and beans are not supposed to go together. <laughs> no. All right. So things are looking up. People are out. People are having fun. Look at you. You yes. know, you're, you're you're always telling us you don't have a lot of friends. But you do have friends because you're always telling us stories with your friends. Yeah, I. <laughs> Listen, you you know me. You know how I how I get sometimes. <laughs> he forgets he has friends. He yeah. forgets. Yes, it happens. <laughs> but you're you're the one friend that I'll never forget. Oh, that's so sweet. I've known Calvin where, for almost a decade. Yeah, oh. over where a decade. Where do you know each other from? Uh, college. We, uh, we both went to the University of Hartford. We met in 2007. Yep. Because that was when you transferred in. That's right. And it's been it's been a weird, fun experience ever since. <laughs> it's been a lot of <laughs> alcohol. Yeah. A, a lot of alcohol too. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> There's been a lot of alcohol in Francis and I's relationship as well. A little. <laughs> Maybe a little for you because you drink like that every night, but <laughs> but for me, it's a no, lot. No judgment here, says the guy with the beer. No, we're drinking now as well. We can use. <laughs> you want me to get you something? Can you grab me my drink? Sure. <laughs> Thank you, baby. You're just closer. <laughs> he's a, he's he he gives me good service. I've heard. Uh, yeah, but sometimes. But like you know, today, today, I woke up at 7 a.m. like I usually do. I got my laundry done. How did you know I that did. I didn't wake up till one? How did I, you know? And you didn't get out till you, get you, out of bed you, till three. Do you have cameras on in my apartment? Anyway, so I did laundry. <laughs> I got all my exercises done. I had uh, I I got I went shopping for dinner for me and Lucas and and mom. I did you know all this kind. Of, I did everything. a lot last night. And then and then okay. he gets over here. And I'm sit I'm sitting in a chair about uh, eight feet away, and he's right next to his bag, and says, "Babe, can you get my phone out of my bag and plug it in for me?" <laughs> All right, that did happen. That did happen. <laughs> Giving instruction is a chore. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yep. Yeah. And of course, I did it. Yeah, he did it. So like, he just he just further making like um making me feel like I can also he did just recently say that he's gonna start doing my laundry again because you know like I don't know how to fold it or anything he knows nothing of laundry you guys fold? <laughs> I don't fold I don't fold but he folds and so then he like before coronavirus he did all my laundry and then I one day I was explaining to my mom I was like I just don't think you know how hard it is this virus I do my own laundry <laughs> Well, this motherfucker's like Bria Khan, though. <laughs> I'm one of the few people in the world I enjoy doing laundry. I'm thrilled that there's laundry right down the hall from me. And uh, yeah, I like it. It's, 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 immediate, it's immediate gratification. And I never realized that um, folding was a lost art. I mean, uh, but then again, um, Emily knows who my mom is and <clears throat> my my mom made sure that uh, me and my older brother were like 100% self-sufficient, and that includes uh, folding laundry. <laughs> yeah. No, Lucas is a is a tosser. No, I mean I was self-sufficient as well. Like I, my mom. You're didn't... a fucking tosser. You don't fucking toss. 
<laughs> I hang things up. Okay, I do do that. But like then anything that doesn't need to be hung up, it's put in the drawer like in a pile. Me and Scooter and someone else came up with this thing. I wish you folks could see this, but it's a it's a little chant with little little moves. It's like this. This is how you fold your clothes. Laundry tossing bitch. <laughs> Laundry tossing <Wow>. bitch. <laughs> You didn't make that about me, did you? No. Okay. <laughs> I guess I'm gonna be upset. So where where are you guys? You're out somewhere in a public place? Yes, uh, we're, we're actually in uh, Industry City right now. We're in uh, Building 3 of Industry City. Um, if you've never been to Industry City, Industry City is a, a series of buildings in, um, in Brooklyn their combination of office buildings, uh, commercial uh, commercial stores, restaurants, um, breweries, distilleries, and um, also a series of courtyards in between the building for the for the public to hang out at. Oh wow, that's cool! I've never been. You should go. I I recommend everybody uh, come check out Industry City. Industry City is just, it almost feels like an adult playground. <laughs> awesome. <laughs> Yeah, they got sake flights and Thai food and all the good stuff, really, and tons of beer. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> Did you say sake flights? That's yes. There is, uh, the two there's... words that so go well together. <laughs> <laughs> no, you're you're absolutely right. Um, there is a there is a, a sake distillery um, in oh, Industry wow. City. Cool. Called, called Brooklyn Cora, and they make they make sake on premises. Oh wow! I gotta go there. I love sake. That's so cool. I've actually never been to a distillery at all. Any, any distillery at all of any kind. Okay, we're gonna have to do something about that because there's yeah. a whole bunch of distilleries, breweries, and like, like fun, happy time places all over Brook. Just, just Brooklyn. Yeah, I would love to go. We should go. We will. Okay. All right. We. We're probably gonna have to uh, uh, get our group together and uh, start organizing our uh, distillery day again. That's yeah, because right. that sounds awesome. Because um, me and my friends, back when uh, things were less chaotic, we would get together. I think like November, and just like wander around Brooklyn and go to like all the different distilleries and breweries and do distillery tours. That's just, so cool. It's just basically a, a good excuse for day drinking and learning yeah. about things. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, totally. It, it was it was always a good time. Every every year we we just uh, get together, uh, do the tours, find out how uh, whiskey is made, how uh, how gin is made, and then drink said whiskey and gin. Nice. <laughs> I didn't awesome. know there was whiskey involved in these tours. Now you have my attention. <laughs> yes. You don't like sake? I like sake. Yes. Okay, the the Kings County Distillery, uh, Kings County, uh, yeah. Oh, Kings yeah, County I've had yeah. their um, I've had their alcohol before, but I've never been to the distillery. But I've had their um, they have this new one that it's called like a chocolate, and if you put an ice cube yes. in it, it actually looks like hot, like it looks like chocolate sauce. Yes. <laughs> For some reason, it melts I'm, like into chocolate. <laughs> I'm I am I'm well versed, uh, well versed with their chocolate whiskey. Oh yeah, I've I've heard it's very good in your coffee, but I haven't tried it. Yes, it is. Can confirm. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, the Kings County Distillery is in the Brooklyn Navy Yard, so it's uh, yeah, we it's go there. pretty easy to get to. And yes, we're gonna we're gonna make this happen. 
All right, great. So much fun. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it's just so great. We can do stuff again. We can go play. <laughs> it's so weird. Uh, Lucas is going to be fully immunized on Monday. That means you're invincible. Nothing can hurt you in the world. And you're also uh, immortal. <laughs> yes. <laughs> that Pfizer is some shit. <laughs> I took the um, Johnson and Johnson. I know oh, you're man. not supposed to, but you know. No, that's bullshit. That you're not supposed to. Six people out of, <laughs> out of how several million. And and. And they were all on the birth control pill, and so that, the birth control pill is known to cause of clots and every single act. Without anything else, yeah. Yeah. So you actually don't even know if that was timing. Because right. six people, like, like, they literally, every single last one was on the birth control. But I have, like, an IUD, but it's it's copper. It's not hormonal. Mm. So that's not going to give you blood clots. Yeah, right. we're not going to spread any kind of negative J&J stuff. No, no. No, no Johnson & Johnson is a, it's, it's a company that's done a lot of, you know, good work over the years. You know, they, they've also done a lot of evil shit. Yeah, but, yeah, but they <laughs> I mean, yeah, that's true, too. Yeah, but... <laughs> But they kept they kept my they kept my bottom nice and uh, nice and uh, uh, unmoistened Off. when I was a baby. So yeah, totally. <laughs> yeah, sometimes I'll still use like Johnson and Johnson baby oils. It's good stuff. Listen, the vaccine is a vaccine. It's a vaccine. Exactly. It's and that's the that's the one they had available. So I. That's it. Yeah, and also uh, <laughs> and a little plug here. Me and Lucas are going to be performing at the Lower East Side Festival of the Arts uh, at the Theater of the New City next weekend, either Friday or Sunday. I'm not sure which day yet, um, but uh, they are asking for vaccination cards for from uh, perform or or recent COVID test. Do you um, still have my vaccination card? Of course, this I have your vaccination card. That's why I held on to it. <laughs> loses Lucas loses. No, people and, steal and things. People it. have been coming into my apartment and stealing things every time they call safety checks on me. <sighs> I'm not going to talk about it. I, basically, people use this scam where when you call a safety check, they'll just take me to the hospital, even even though I was sitting there like making art every time, and then they'd break into my apartment while I was in the hospital. And the cops were not like just like buying into the scam and doing it over and over and over again for a year. So I lost like everything I own, all my art, like every yeah. It's been a really nice year. Tons of damage to my apartment. And the cops don't care. They're not helping. Yep. Wow. Thanks, New York Police Department. Sorry. <laughs> sorry. Sorry. I know you like them, but I'm not happy with them no, today. No, uh, it's precinct by precinct. Like, I like the 6th precinct. I think that they do a great job in the village. I think the ninth precinct is full of corrupt assholes. The 83rd precinct, we, like, you know, has some amazing people like because they did, but also has some terrible people. Like, there are people who wouldn't lock the door, so then my, like, if you're not lucky, they won't take, let me have shoes or clothes or um, my keys. And then some of them, though, would, like, protected me from this hospital staff because since I'm trans, like, I have a lot of sexual assault in, like, by, in hospitals um, by, like, EMTs and um, male hospital staff. And I did call the cops once on the 8th precinct on this hospital, and they did, the female cops did come and help me from that. But it's, like, it's person by person. Two of the ninth precinct cops took a drunk woman to her apartment and uh, took turns repeatedly raping her. Jeez. Yeah, it's it's hard. This is hard. Look it up. Ninth precinct rape cops. Is that the precinct I was living across when the safety yeah. check started? Yeah. Oh yeah. So they came in kamikaze. I was sleeping. 
kamikaze, like, into my apartment, nine cops, guns in my face. They were like, whoa, whoa, get up. And I was sleeping. Like, there, no need for a safety check because I'm sleeping. And they're, like, shaking me. Da-da-da. And then, yeah, the, that fucking precinct. They're the, ones that, they're the ones that started my fear of cops. Sixth precinct uh, for many, many years had uh, the community affairs officer, openly gay man. Right. Yeah, it's pretty. We totally but, yeah. but you know, um, you know, the, the, what I, what, from what I can tell about the 83rd precinct that I'm currently living at, they do have a very race um, staff, but the people giving orders all white, because I've been in to make reports and stuff all white. So you know, that's gonna affect things. Um, you know, I think some of the black women, especially, have really come and stood by my side within all this but they're but they're the people giving the orders are not doing well yeah i am absolutely not pro police i'm not pro nypd i do recognize that there are some good precincts that are run well that do what they're supposed to do and that uh that uh when 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 leadership is there and is proper then then the officers fall in line and, and and if the culture in the precinct in their house is one that is what it's supposed to be respectful of the community and things like that then things are great that is my neighborhood that is not a yeah lot west of village people. has like a very a very like historical historically good precinct but it's the West Village. We can't all live in the West Village. Fair. <laughs> yeah, I have I have nothing good or bad to say about the uh, about the seven one in Brooklyn. That's uh that's my local precinct. Yeah. I really haven't had to uh, deal with them, so I have, yeah, I have, I have nothing either good or bad to say about them. That's a good thing. It's a good it's good if you have nothing to say about the cops. Calvin never gets in trouble. <laughs> I know. Listen. <laughs> I, mean, I didn't you're not do wrong. anything to get in trouble either. Hey, Emily, in college, was was Calvin, did he get in trouble? Uh, there was a mattress one time thrown out a second story window and... <laughs> okay, all right, oh, so... I've got to hear this. All right, so first and foremost, there was alcohol involved in that. Right. <laughs> I figured is wait you were there too i was there i was the next one to jump (laughs) (laughs) okay so we're hanging we're hanging out on a second floor apartment (laughs) drinking of course on a pretty sure it was a sunday i mean i mean i mean it's 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 the best day to drink next to all the other days that's end in day (laughs) 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 so there was there was a there was this random mattress in the middle of the living room, and we were like, "Let's use that as a trampoline." <laughs> so, <laughs> so we so we threw the mattress out the window, and we started taking turns jumping out of the window onto the mattress. <laughs> and of course, because we were being assholes on a school campus. Uh, campus police came along and uh, knocked on our door. <laughs> <laughs> Me and a friend of mine were, were able to uh, squeeze into a, uh, uh, a kitchen, uh, kitchen closet. 
out of the sight of the police, of the campus safety. And we didn't get in trouble, but yeah, you. <laughs> Us amateurs. <laughs> it was you, Greg, and was it Geisha too? I think so, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and ended up getting, uh, what, like 10 hours of community service or some stupid? Some bullshit like that. <laughs> <laughs> and we just kind of were like, oh, what do we do? Like, <laughs> And you, what's his, I think it was like, Nate, y'all were like, mm, bye. <laughs> yeah, we, we saw a hiding spot and took advantage. <laughs> <laughs> so that was the closest I've ever gotten to uh, being in trouble at school. At least your friends didn't narc. Yeah. No. We, I, have, I have very good friends. <laughs> <laughs> this, one, one of the many reasons why me and Emily still hang out to this day. <laughs> <laughs> I was on uh, various forms of probation in college a few times. And in high school. Uh, well, you got no, kicked out of high school. No, you got kicked out of high school. Yeah. I got kicked. I got kicked out of my first elementary school. Uh, I got. Yeah, I did. I got kicked out of my first junior high school. I got kicked out of my first high school. Um, Which was but fun. I made it all the way through college. Uh, got on probation for a couple of things. Uh, I graduated. I was 19. It was the week I turned 20 when I got my bachelor's and right with honors. Um, but then I got banned from the campus for a number of years for <laughs> supplying the whole school with marijuana. Yay. <laughs> so clutch. I get I could think of worse reasons of uh, getting kicked off of campus. I mean, we had a friend that <laughs> we had a friend. Yeah, that... yeah, I, I do not regret it. Uh, and now that it's legal, and now that you know, remember, I, I'm, I was, I, like I said, I was 20 when I graduated. I'm 55 now, so that's 35 years ago. People, uh, they were still thinking of marijuana uh, as something really horrible and evil and dangerous. Um, and, but I had studied it since I was very young and I always believed that, uh, for many people, it was a medicine for many people. It was a life changer in a positive way. I knew that it did have actual medicinal uses for glaucoma, for pain management, for a, a host of different things. And I honestly believed, uh, and I do to this day, that it was an extremely honorable uh, profession that I was in. I was putting myself at, uh, and my, my, myself at great risk of uh, losing my freedom. Uh, I did not make much of a profit. I made enough to, to live a, a decent living, but I wasn't getting rich off of it. Uh, I made it affordable. And uh, thank God I never got caught. Uh, other than Probably by, other than by school, nobody wanted to narc on you. No one wanted to narc on me. Yeah. <laughs> you know, the school found out that I was doing it, and I got banned from the campus. But I never, ever, thank God, uh, had any legal ramifications from what I did. That's awesome. That's definitely that's definitely a noble thing. And finally, it it took what three plus decades after the uh, after the fact for. New York, New Jersey to like catch on and like begin to understand okay, there's actually nothing wrong with this. It's our friend the, the prohibition lasted ninety years. I, I mean our friend Rudy Mikaji, he didn't have anything on him except for the joint he was smoking and he got locked up for that. Like he is he is from Italy. I mean he has a he has dual citizenship, but he's mm. like originally an Italian citizen. I think that they can be a little bit harder when you you know what I mean, have an accent and like just you know, but um, 
I mean, they did end up letting him out in time to go do his show that night, but they, like, locked him up over one joint. Yeah, I was crossing state lines with, like, five pounds at a time into Massachusetts. Uh, it, it, in, in the Yeah, I'm 80s. from Massachusetts. Please, don't even talk to me about it. You know, Massachusetts, it's been legal for a little while, but they, there's still towns that banned it. Really? I was working New York, Massachusetts, and Rhode Island uh, because, look, uh, Massachusetts and Rhode Island, they, they didn't have at that time access to, to what I could bring them from New York because the laws were so stringent. Nobody, everyone was, they were just, fuck, no, Massachusetts, Rhode Island, hell no, I'm not bringing anything. Rhode Island's there. a little rougher than Massachusetts. I mean, I, I mostly, I grew up right in between, I grew up right in between Boston and Providence, and I... I hung out in Providence, and I was in the psych ward recently, and the guy was like, you, you, need to, you, need to, you need to bring your Bronx back down. And I said, I'm not from the Bronx. I, I, grew, I grew up in Providence, like, basically, because that's where I grew up hanging out. And he goes, yeah, that's even worse than the Bronx. Like, <laughs> 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 yep, you wouldn't think, but Providence, is real. It, it gets real out in Providence, man. It gets real, yeah. It's, it's, like, it's a real, like, it, it has its, like, nice, like, the mall and stuff like that where people, like, the white people go to, like, be all, like, <laughs> but, like, it's not an uppity place. It's, like, a real, like, rough and tumble, like, there's, that. that, that is the streets. Yeah, like, it gets... Mm-hmm, yeah. But it, my gets, mom, it gets hood in Providence, man. My mom said the condos are really going for a lot. So I guess people, they have been able to fool some rich people into um, buying nice condos there. But I mean, but they have water fire. <laughs> yeah, so they, they have the I Cheesecake mean, Factory. <laughs> I mean, you give, you, give any, you give any rundown city enough time, gentrification will kick in. Like we'll somebody else, like, like real... Uh, Real estate companies will find a way to make the the most rundown neighborhood sound uh, like sound appealing to uh, the upper class. I mean, uh, so for me, a province was appealing, but I think it was just because it was rundown. Like to like Boston, you know, growing up, Boston was so stuffy and racist. Like, you, you, like, who would want to go out to a bar there? So we, like, got fake IDs just to go to Providence. We went, we went straight to Providence. I never once, I still to this day have, like, not been to a Boston bar. I, there. Like, Red Sox were the last TP. Yeah, they're, the, Massachusetts it is still, okay, I grew up there. I can confirm this. is still a very, very racist place. They don't have problems with other races as long as you don't like they have a really they still have a really big problem with interracial marriage so they don't mind like like that's like they, that's they, like they see like interracial marriage and they're like what like it's like they're offended by it there's like white town and there's black town and it's not like the white town is going to attack the black town but they don't want the black people to move into their white town so basically, not a whole lot has changed over the years. <laughs> no, no, not at all. I had, we had two, we only had two black families in my whole town. Damn. Yep. Yep. It was like that way I grew up in uh, New yeah, Jersey, Just going too. back a little bit. If I had been caught crossing state lines, Massachusetts, Rhode Island, with five pounds of weed, I could possibly still be in prison right now. Oh, yeah, and now that they, you know, this is my big issue with them making it legal. We're, we're making these white men rich. We haven't let any of the little black boys that we put in nine back out. If we don't let them exactly. out, I'm going to fucking start another riot. Don't say that on the air because they're going to come and <laughs> did not say that. 
Police are We heard listening. nothing. Uh, what, what Lucas said was he is going to organize a, a very legal uh, it, it has to be protest. They, told me. They, they, said, they said if I want to do art out on the street, it can't be out on the street and it's got to be ticketed. People got to decide that they want to come see me. <laughs> That's what the police have. That's the police instruction for the one time I started a riot naked. It was really fun, but it, I'm still paying the. I think that's like I'm still paying the price for it five years later. So, not so fun. <laughs> wow, we're already at the way mark, folks. You are listening to Damn. a safe space radio on Radio Free Brooklyn. Radio Free Brooklyn is a nonprofit 501c three corporation and any money that you donate to us is tax deductible we depend on your donations to continue doing what we do and what we do is pretty damn good uh we have given back quite a bit to the community with our youth program in the past uh we we do good stuff we really do maybe not me but the station does maybe not so much us but the station as a whole we did a wall of lies that had um, all of, not all of, but, you know, as many of Trump's lies that we could fit on one wall. And then it unfortunately was graffitied, but then we were able to put it up again. Raise some money yeah, even again. bigger. We made a, uh, another one twice as big. So please go to RadioFreeBrooklyn.org slash donate. That is RadioFreeBrooklyn.org slash donate and help us out and uh, write that shit off in next April. There you go. <laughs> So um, right before the show, uh, uh, Lucas said, that's really a bad safe word. And I said, what? I don't know where he had read it. He said, thank you. Thank you is a bad safe word. <laughs> that's a terrible, terrible safe word. Folks for, for you, for, folks, for you who do not know what a safe word is, it's uh, the BDSM community. People, you know, maybe like to get spanked. People like to get it's whipped. Stop, people like light, to get turned, like tied up and spanked. And they like to sometimes say, no, stop, don't, and have it keep going. Uh, but that's why you have a safe word, like red. Uh, red light is a good one. Uh, and, I thought and the standard was pineapple. Pineapple? I've never heard that one. Hmm. Yeah, something you might not usually, something you wouldn't expect someone to say, that's a good one. Mine is Lucifer, but people say I shouldn't say it because it's like, it's, it's a bad one because like, um, they would expect yeah, yeah. Thank you is not a good safe word, nor is uh, more. That's not a good safe word. Uh, love it probably wouldn't be a good safe word. You're good. Not a good word, though. Here's one that isn't a good safe word. Kisses. Spankies. <laughs> Spankies. Yeah, somebody had written it on a paddle. My safe word is thank you. I was like, I like, I like jump back. I was like, mm, no, uh, I don't end. know about that. <laughs> it's not gonna end well. <laughs> I mean, there's so many options. Why would you land on that? The only time I ever called my safe word with Francis was over cuddling. <laughs> Absolutely true. <laughs> Early in the relationship, we were in bed. Now. Holding real nice and I was saying stop gentle. Stop. He was like, babe, no, no, no. You like you deserve to be touched by someone you love. No, no, Red. I screamed it. No, no, I said, Lucifer! Lucifer! <laughs> I was so upset. Lucifer! My like my, my roommates heard because we were in this 
we were in this I was in this terrible um, sex cult house and then I found out you, you they have these types of houses without having to be in a sex cult it's like a house where you you know community living and I walk, and I met these nurses who invite, um, from Woodhall. They invited me into their apartment, and they live in a community house like that. And I was like, "You mean to tell me you can live in a community house without having to join a sex cult?" I was. Like, <laughs> 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 I wasn't sure if they were I, necessarily mutually exclusive. <laughs> I, went, I, went to this, I, I went to this sex house that that. He's still that a psychosexual trauma. Over yeah, it. yeah. I went there twice. Both times I went. I left with some sort of psychosexual trauma. It would. It's lasting. Good. It's lasting. Mm. <laughs> they tried this. This is whiskey in my coffee mug, so you can sort of like taste the coffee and the whiskey, and it actually works really well. Can confirm. Can confirm. But I really want to try it now. Now I really want to try that. The Kings County Distillery. Because I've yeah. tried it with on ice, and it's great on ice. It's a little weird. Not on ice. But maybe the coffee would also be just as good. I can't, I can't say. I haven't. This is the first time I've been drinking during the show for a long time. No, you drink all the time. No, the no, I, I stopped. I stopped at least at least since uh, since COVID. I, I no, you were doing it during COVID because there were all these times where I was in oh, sobriety yeah, and I was pissed off. And you're like sipping your fancy whiskey, and I'm like, I'm like, ah! So it's been like, it's been like three weeks. That sounds more about right. I this is the first time I'm drinking during the show though because I don't drink by myself except for maybe like a beer or something here and there but like um i that's yeah, you're really good about that i don't drink by myself anymore i used to yeah that's something i need to work on admittedly I, I was rehab, so. <laughs> <laughs> At rehab, they told me i didn't have to get sober it was the funniest rehab experience of my life like basically i got sent from like one institution to another institution and for years my mom was institutionalizing me and then they like looked at the record and they like you're like you who the fuck is institutionalizing you like this they're like you don't need to get sober you just need to like not be institutionalized only to have safety checks called on me every day for the next year but at least somebody passed me and so they like literally like at rehab they're like you don't have to get sober i was like but i have to stay and like basically they had already charged my insurance so yeah. <laughs> we got a spirit it was my idea years ago but it was in my records <laughs> So, Emily, this is the first time we're meeting you. Uh, it, it's been going very quickly this hour, So, but I'd like to know, tell us about a little bit about Emily. Oh, no! <laughs> <laughs> Damn. Yep. On the spot. I mean, Calvin could probably rat on me with all kinds of stuff. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> it's like, well, weird sex calls. I've only ever dabbled in weird sex calls. I am a occasional visitor. Yes. Oh. <laughs> um, I pick him. him. I don't think Nancy and Stephen are listening because okay. they have a they guest. They have a guest, so we can go. We can go at it this week. Um, I I have fisted both vaginas and assholes. I love fisting people. I have small fists though. <laughs> Do you like to take it or receive it? I I you take it or give it. Do you like to take no, it yeah, or yeah, receive yeah, it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm drinking whiskey. 
Did I hear her wrong? Did she not mean the same fisting? Did you not no. say fisting? I mean, I I do have a fisting story. Oh, but that was not that was not what you said. <laughs> I thought. I thought that's what you said too. <laughs> I just, I'm so sorry. I'm so sorry to the listeners. Okay, listeners. Emily's thing is not fisting. That's, that's actually not that's thing. actually Lucas's thing. <laughs> However, no, <laughs> well, now that no. you mentioned it, <laughs> it's, it's your story to tell. I'll let you tell it. Oh, no. <laughs> oh, no. It's the Brown story. <laughs> yes. It's, okay. This is, this is yes, my please. favorite story. Y'all are, y'all going to love this one. <laughs> okay. The floor is yours. Oh, God. He, he handed me the eye. Okay. <laughs> I'm going to take the headset off because I can hear myself talking to myself and it's bugging me out. So you just like poke me. All right. All right. So I lived in a home in Wayne, New Jersey, and it was a awesome place. It was filled with like four or five people who were like in their like mid twenties and early thirties. And, uh, I was miraculously able to pay my rent. Um, but barely. And I, I guess we would get in the habit of getting a little bit drunk on Friday nights. And, uh, <laughs> and so one of the guys, uh, the landlord, he lived in the house and he basically was just renting out the place for everyone to just hang out in and he'd make a little extra money off of Craigslist and whatever. Right. Um, and so I got to know him <laughs> and, uh, we started drinking and he was attractive, real, real square head kind of a guy, you know, beautiful piercing blue eyes, you know, and all this stuff. Um, he was attractive. Um, and he looked pretty benign, you know, this is the burps, right? And <laughs> you wouldn't expect this guy to be, you know, okay. <clears throat> all right. He's, he was kind of a, if, if you know who Seth Meyers is, like kind of Seth Meyers, Colin yeah. Jost type. Yeah. One of those guys. Yeah. And, you know, he had like a regular nine to five job, this guy and whatever. But he had a rap sheet, basically, and <laughs> some, some pretty freaky drug use and all that kind of stuff. And so we kind of got to know our, each other's freaky side. And that inevitably created some bonding. And the next thing I know, he's got my skirt up on, you know, and I'm on top of the kitchen counter and things are moving and grooving, right? And uh, it's pretty vanilla, pretty normal. You know, next thing I know, he's kind of cart me off, you know, on, you know, over his shoulder into his bedroom and uh, throws me onto the bed and then starts to whip out the bag of sex toys, which was unexpected. Um, <laughs> and I was like, oh, cool. You didn't realize you got the right person for this job. Um, <laughs> and he then indicated that, especially based off the uh, look of these sex toys, that we needed to douche our butts. <laughs> <laughs> and so he then carted me over his shoulder yet again and threw me into the shower and got this like little squirting douchey thing oh god <laughs> like it's not like it's not, like I'm, I'm not sure what it looks like but like it sounds to me like one of those like turkey baster type devices it was 100% a turkey baster um <laughs> 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 
filled this sucker with water, and next thing I know, I am getting a very thorough anal cleaning. Um, <laughs> which I and he's still in the bathroom. Well, yeah. he really needed it more than me. <laughs> y'all, y'all were both in the shower at this point. Oh yeah, we were both in the shower at this point, and uh, yes, there was cleanliness we were trying to address. How much? detail should I go into here? Um. <laughs> Let's see. Yeah, Let's see. I totally it's okay on And this is freeform radio. Have at it. Oh, damn. A safe space. Yes. Well, what was coming out of our asses was vile. Um. <laughs> is all I'll say about that. And... <laughs> eventually managed to complete our cleanliness routine, which was questionable in how effective it was, but we moved on. Um, <laughs> I'm laughing because I know where this, where this heads. You know where this heads. I know the story. <laughs> <laughs> so we go back to the bed. He whips out the roll of paper towels. Thank God. <laughs> um, and uh, the butt plugs start to come out, right? And I've got like the tightest ass in the world. Like it, it just, it's ridiculous. I don't Me know too. what my problem is. I should probably go see a medic, but whatever. He tries to get this thing in me and he starts like kind of fucking me, right? You know, and it's going well, it's going well. But then like the butt plug just flies out of my ass, you know? Because <laughs> this is just how tight my ass is. Like, again, just see a medic. And so then he like sticks it back in. Okay, let's get some in there. Fine, all right, let's try it again. Maybe a bigger one. And I'm like, okay. <laughs> and he starts fucking me, starts fucking me, starts fucking me. Boom, boom, boom. Turns me over. Butt plug flies out my ass again. Off the bed this time, we lost it. It rolled under the bed. We don't know where it went. <laughs> so that sucker was a goner. <laughs> and the obvious reality was, it was really him that needed to have the butt stuff done because mm, obviously I was done. Um, so uh, he was a butt warrior, and uh, <laughs> Francis is too. Yes, <laughs> unbelievable, so impressive. I just yes. So there was some giant dildo, and it like wasn't enough for him. <laughs> and I started out just like you know. Again, how detailed can I be? Um, we, we, we've been again, really detailed about um, about what I've done, Francis. You can be completely at anything that anything, is, whatever you're comfortable with. Uh, uh, um, please, rem rem anything goes. Uh, just just remember, this was the show that I told you about the uh, the um, the uh, blowjob incident. Oh God! <laughs> yeah, we had a blowjob on air. When yes. Calvin first came up to us and told us he liked our show, we were so shocked. We were like, you, you like you like our show? Are you we thought he was maybe mixing up the show with another show? <laughs> we were like we were like, 'Cause um it's you know, Calvin's such like a nice and we we're we're like, we're not nice. Like we're not like we're we're vulgar. Are you sure? <laughs> no, we're both. We're nice and we're vulgar. Yes. <laughs> Excellent. So, so then I can tell you about how I started to finger his asshole, right? And yeah. he loved it, of course. And I'm just like, mm, give me that prostate. Okay, let's find that. Mm, pound, 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 right? And so he's loving it. And then he's, he kind of like takes his hand and he encourages me to put in another finger. 
And I'm like, okay, all right, that's like, you know, I don't know a lot of men that can handle more than like two fingers with this one. So let's like rock and roll, cool, three. And so I'm like punching his fucking prostate and like, yes, take it, take it, take it. And it starts to get a little like, ooh, you know, maybe, maybe we should have douched a bit more or maybe oh, we no. douched too much. Uh, that's okay, we're just gonna power through it, right? And so, <laughs> you know, it's starting to get a little, a little gnarly. And so then he says, more, more. He wants more, he wants another finger. All four fingers are going in there and I'm just like, holy shit. And then, and then the shit actually did start. Um, <laughs> on your hand. On my hand, yes. Because the douching I hear apparently can be too much and loosen you excessively. And I oh. think there was more in there that we missed. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and then, as the poop starts coming, I reach for the paper towels and I get really adept at sort of like pumping my fingers in, pumping out, wiping his poop. Pumping my fingers in, pumping out, grabbing the paper towel, wiping the poop. You are amazing. You know, we, and I end it. We I see, end it. we see I anything, see and I, and I tell him to like even done. a teeny bit. We're both like, okay, stop now. We, 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 we'll, 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 we're gonna get everything cleaned up. We're gonna, I'm gonna go take care of, get make sure towel. nothing else happens. Wow, Emily. you're amazing. Emily's yeah, you, you, you want to come find my boyfriend? You, you're welcome to. <laughs> <laughs> can't say I can't multitask. But, but continue. But so finally, it just got to a point where. He just needed more. And that was the inevitable conclusion. And the only way to even stop this waterfall of poop was to inevitably block it with my fist. <laughs> wow. It's this just physics, right? Yeah. <laughs> Makes sense. <laughs> well, we'll ask Carl Sagan about that one. Um, <laughs> did it stop or did it, like... Like, I mean, it stopped for a second, but when you took your fist out, what happened? Wow. <laughs> <laughs> yes, there was, well, well, first there was my amazement at just how much fist he could take. Um, it was so incredibly impressive because I tell you, I, I was forearm deep in there. Like there was, I've done that to him too. He's, he's, he's a champ. I, I don't know what, I don't know who made him. <laughs> yeah, that would be the CIA. Oh, that's, that's... Damn. There's, CIA. Behind, um... There's an actual story behind that. <laughs> There's a story behind that. He's like, he, he's spawn of the head of the CIA. But anyway, continue. <laughs> I, I, have big, I have big issues with that too sometimes. Sometimes I'm like, I'm fucking forgotten to leave. Your father is evil. <laughs> but my father is evil too, so. So you're uh, all the way up. Yeah, yeah. I'm just giving it like a good twist and everything. You know, he's he's really just like, I, I mean, he was moaning and groaning and having a good time before, but now he's just really letting the house know that he's happy. Um, <laughs> neighbors, you know. Oh my god. And so he's yelling and screaming, and uh, you know, I'm forearm deep, and I'm just punching what is presumably a kidney. I don't know. Um, <laughs> hoping he's going to be okay. <laughs> and, uh, but I start to see like, mm, maybe the fist is not going to block this the whole time. Um, <laughs> there is clearly a buildup and maybe again, physics, someone who's experienced with physics can describe the reaction of what happens when you 
put a plug in something that has a lot of pressure behind it. Um, <laughs> and finally, he just comes buckets. I mean, I think he gets it in his own mouth. You know, I still got the paper towels going. You know, it's just finally he's done. And I have to remove very carefully my fist. And there is no possible way you could ever do this carefully considering the waterfall that's about to come out. <laughs> and it seems like an understatement there. Yes. <laughs> and the only word that Calvin came up with to describe the result is browns. You win the gold medal, the silver medal, the bronze medal. I won the browns medal. <laughs> As it splurted everywhere, all over the bed, couldn't get the paper towels to move fast enough. There was like a towel. I think it was like a hand towel. Right? Is it his bed? Oh, his bed. Yes. Yeah, okay. Oh, yes. I mean... There was one sure poop on the, the bed that like, tried to sleep on top of it because he was so fucking like satisfied with what had happened to him, and I was gonna kill him. Always <laughs> <laughs> very clean. No, but you were drunk and you don't remember, and I remember this time vividly. All right. Anyway, the, the... <laughs> between the two of us, we're usually very clean, but he was a little drunk and he was just like, "What are you talking about? What are you talking about? What are you I'm feeling great. And I was like, You're, you cannot sleep on top of that towel. Between the two of us, we make it happen. <laughs> yeah. There you go. <laughs> and that's the story of how we invented the word browns. That's an awesome story, Emily. Thank you so much for sharing. Yeah, thank you so much. I mean, I can't believe this started with, let's get to know a little bit about Emily. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we're we're going to have great fun on our distillery tours. <laughs> 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 to be to be fair, um, I familiarized Emily with the two of you uh, quite uh, quite a bit. I've talked I've talked to Emily about you guys uh, quite often. So yeah, yeah. Emily knew what she was uh, she was getting herself into. <laughs> Next time, I'll tell you all about how I disappointed an entire group of people in a room sexually at the same time. <laughs> I, I know think this I've story. done that many times at sex parties. <laughs> I. I... I used to like go and like I refused to fuck anyone and like I'd like be I would be like there like they'd be like we have this burlesque dancer here and like and they'd be so excited to have me and then I'd just be like so ornery and bitchy and like happy world goth thing. <laughs> I'd, be like, I'd be like the goth in the corner and I'd be like, smoking And I don't know why I kept going, but <laughs> I was too cool for school at the sex parties. <laughs> I buy it. I unfortunately don't really have any sex stories because I'm I'm the boring one of the group. <laughs> I just like I like my sex life doesn't exist. But I'm just I'm just uh, I'm just uh, fun. Have my moments where I'm funny, <laughs> <laughs> and so that's why they keep me around. <laughs> <laughs> Love this guy. Yeah, I love him too. Uh, I love Cal Calvin. Has been go, like, like every time you know Francis is like, we're never going out again. We're never going to a radio free Brooklyn party. Or, we're and I'm like, remember that one time we left the house in the last seven years and we got Calvin. Yeah, <laughs> He's right. like, okay, okay, <laughs> okay, we can leave the house again. <laughs> I, I remind him that when he doesn't want to leave, because that right. time he was not. We weren't going to go, and then we, you know, um, you've just. Been such a good addition to, to us, you know. We were 
I think really like I don't know like if the show was gonna really work just the two of us. I mean it would have been fine, but no, it, it's just been so much better with you. Yeah, I appreciate that. Like I'm like I'm like I'm very I'm very very much introverted, but like the Rating Free Brooklyn events are like the the one of the few times where I'm the least introverted. Like I you came up to us. Like I'm. Like I turn, I turn into like that that golden retriever that comes up to everybody. He's like, "Hi, I'm Calvin. Who are you?" Yeah. <laughs> Speaking of this show, tonight is number two hundred ninety-nine. Next week is our three hundredth show, and we will be yes. returning to the studio for the first time in fourteen months. Uh, a new studio and everything. Calvin, are you going to be with us? Yeah, please. Uh, I'm actually. I can be. I will be there. I Thank have you. somewhere to be directly after, but I will be there. Thank you. Thank you. It wouldn't be the same without you. You're such a big part of our family. And we're yeah, only have we're only allowed to have three people in the studio right now, right? So I don't. So I'm yep. not going to book any guests unless it's a remote thing, correct? Right. Correct. If you come, I won't call Francis a racist for a year. <laughs> don't make promises. Don't make promises that you don't know if you can keep. <laughs> And Dolly still thinks you did something that was racist. Like Dolly was like, I was like, but what? What did he do that was racist? And I, it's like too. I can't, I can't really explain. Like, oh, he didn't let his black friend play God. Like in my in the psych world. <laughs> like my my, it's so convoluted. What made me think you're racist? Well, yeah, you cannot come up with any example of anything of me being racist. <laughs> no, you didn't because... want your black friend to be God. That's what I felt. You wanted to be God. Yeah, not racist. <laughs> I just tried to make that God and you were like, you were like, you can't come on the air. That didn't even happen. That was good technology. You know, but in all seriousness, with uh, just five minutes left to the show, uh, I think that we can all, we should all look at ourselves, uh, that, that we can all improve in that area. And, and there may be subconsciously or there may be biases that I have that I'm unaware of and I mean I, you have as a white person you, there's no way that you have that there's no way that you don't have any internalized racism you know there it's just it's actually racist to say that you there's no racism in you some sense like to be like to be like I'm not a racist like that almost is racist you know what I mean? Yeah, like, that is, like, it's, you have to like, start to, like, recognize what has been, maybe you, it's not, like, about your character, but it's been, like, like, like hey, drilled micro, into you. Microaggressions are, are very much a thing. And so oh, that's something that, <clears throat> that's something that really needs to be addressed by all people. Like, even the most liberal of people, there's, like, there's implicit biases that they have that they don't realize that they have. Just they don't have just remember, always be open and always be willing to reflect inward and change, uh, change if there's anything that needs to be changed. And listen to how people people want to be spoken to because, you know, it's not like, you can't just be like, oh, black people like to be spoken to like this. Like, listen to how your friend wants to be spoken to. If exactly. you're not speaking to your friend how they want to be spoken to, you're being racist. You can't just read a book on how all black people want to be spoken to. That is not, that's not a thing. Like, I know there are books out there like that, you know, because people, but that's not a thing. That's not a thing. You have to, you, like, 
we have to learn to listen. Exactly. Yeah, and I'm not saying. Uh, go ahead. Oh no, just I was just agreeing. Like, like we like, like groups of people, races are not monoliths. We are individuals. The sooner people understand that, the sooner we can start like building better with one another. Exactly. Yeah, and I'm not saying that I am part of the problem. I'm saying maybe I'm part of the problem. No, you are. No, we meet you now. Even if you are. Me too, though. Me too. Me, me too. Me too. Even if okay, you are part of the problem. Okay, the next time I call Francis like, a racist, I will say I'm a racist too. Even like even if you are part of the problem, if you are or if you aren't, no matter what, just take the time to reflect and just understand like. What like what could be the reason why why people are feeling this way about you? Like, yeah. do not get defensive. Getting defensive is the worst possible thing you can do. Totally. When like, if somebody calls you out on something, just fucking listen to them. Don't do anything else except listen. Open your ears. Open your mind. Listen. That's all. That's all. That's all that needs to be done. It's not that hard. Yeah, you know, misspeaking doesn't make you a bad person, but not listening to how it affected somebody, that makes you a bad person. Exactly. Because we all misspeak, and it's difficult, you know, and that's going to happen. And, you know, but if you're, if you're not willing to listen to how that affected somebody and say, there's some people who say, I didn't do that to you. If, if somebody is experiencing that, you did do it to them. It might not have been intentional, but you did it to them. Right, right. That's a that's a really great place for us to start wrapping things up. Uh, we only have a minute and a half left here, so uh, wow, this has been great. This, this has, has been, been great. Fun. I hope it, to it, meet you in real life. And yeah, yes. come to the studio next week for our three hundred. No, we can only have three people. Oh, I'm so, sorry. I'm so sorry. You and Calvin. I'm sorry about that. Uh, so Emily, thank you so much <laughs> for being so welcome. open and so fun and so thoughtful. We're, we we. Really had a great time with, uh, with yeah, you. Yeah, you're, you're awesome. Emily's Calvin, one of my best friends. And I love her to die. <laughs> Calvin, thank you so very, very much always uh, for getting us on the air. Uh, <laughs> my pleasure is always, it's, it's always so much fun. I don't know how this technical shit works. I mean, my, <laughs> I was so happy that I was able to use a signal splitter <laughs> successfully. And you do all this that makes it happen. Lucas, happy birthday. We're going to have a happy birthday. Uh, and, uh, and I love you so much. I uh, survived my Jesus year, and I did not die. You didn't. Yay. Yes. <laughs> Thank you so much for listening. We hope you had as much fun as, as we did, and we hope that you'll come back with uh, and, and, and join us next week for our 300th show from the studio. Yes. yes. <laughs> and show some love to yourself. Show some love to others. It's important, and you know that it is. All right. Good night. Love you. Good night. Good night.